0: Hey, it's your friendly neighborhood host and producer of Music Box, Malik. I just wanted to stop real quick before we got into the episode and tell you about this really cool thing that's happening if you're located in New York City, like I am. Fun little fact if you didn't know that. This Wednesday, yep, this Wednesday, September 21st at 7 p.m., the New York Public Radio will be having its annual fundraising event, which is also celebrating the 40-year anniversary of New Sounds with John Schaefer. If you don't know what New Sounds is, it's an amazing, genre-bending show that's highlighted a ton of amazing musicians for nearly four decades, if you didn't get that part, that airs every night at 11 p.m. on 93.9 FM or WMYC.org. There's a ton of live music from some really amazing acts, including a DJ set. And also, if you're looking to spice up your night, you can also do a VIP package with bowling rentals with WNYC hosts as well. And you get to hang out and mingle with on-air and podcast talent hosts and producers. And speaking of that, no, I don't work at WNYC, but I'm going to be there. So if you want to stop by and say hi, you can say hi to me as well. It's a really fun night. And it's all going to support the great cause of public radio. I started my career in the audio space working in college radio, and it's so necessary to have these spaces for people to be able to highlight acts who are putting in the time making their dues and just need the audience to support them and shout out now and highlight them. It, it works wonders. I've seen it happen over and over again. And the best way you can do that and support not just musicians, but also the people who are doing the work to find them and bring them to your ears. So it's so necessary and so important. So while it's all fun that you get to hear music and it's fun that we're bowling, it is here for a deeper, amazing, enriching reason. So I hope you make it out there And I hope to see you there. You can find more details about the whole event at newsounds.org. Full lineup, details on ticket pricing, along with the VIP package, everything you need to know. And with all that being said, I hope to see you there, but enough of me talking and let's get you on to the episode, which is more of me talking. See you later. Hello and welcome to Music Box. I'm your host, Malik, and I sit down and talk to creative people, mainly musicians, only musicians, about their life, work, and hobbies. And this week is a very special episode um, for a few reasons. This week I've got a co-host with me. You know him and love him. You mainly know him because he's the co host of the main the Big Kahuna creative block and on the Blood Moon, if you look at him just right, he might look like Izzy Deluxe, the lead singer of q Bomb.
1: Gene, how's it going? Uh, hey, I do look like Izzy Deluxe, but I don't like I don't like him, and I don't like how people keep comparing <laughs> me to him. I don't. I think we're very different people. <laughs> I
0: mean, I don't know. You sound really similar. I I've know. Talked to Izzy. I've I talked know. To Izzy.
1: I know. Very different people. Um, I think he's a. a piece of shit to be quite honest wow and um i don't wow. i don't like the comparison but you know what no it's okay we're i don't want to start things off in a in a weird you don't weird start zone. beef i don't want to start okay, beef yeah. on the show um you might the have more start common than show. you
2: think It's for like mid-show uh, that's
1: true we have the same shoe size at, i think give him a chance um, the, that's all you need yes um but yeah no i'm i'm happy to uh to be a co-host on this very special episode Um, should we, should we address the, 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 the green elephant in the room? I don't know.
0: Sure. Um, Cole, I asked Jariah, but did you smoke at all before this? I took an edible. Oh yeah. I'm I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Jariah, you're the only, so Uh, the green, the green elephant in the room is that we all decided because we scheduled this interview on 420, we may, we should be a little bit under a certain influence. Um, so, this is either going to be a very good and emotional episode or a PSA, an anti-drug PSA. And that all comes down to, as one of our guests would say, human error and plain bad Whoa. luck. Boom. Segway! Whoa. And so, the you guests we the have, game. they just came back from a nationwide tour. And I want to go see them Nationwide. <laughs> and, I like that. And they're um, they're back in new york city but we're here they have them here right now we have cole and jiraiya i mean i say cole first but yeah not nah, wow. Cole, how's it going <laughs> I'll <take
3: first. laughs> hey i'll take alphabetical order
4: that's cool oh.
0: what's going on so excited to be here it's doing good um that definitely that little snafu was definitely like the green coming in so that's why we warned you so if anything ridiculous happens we're gonna blame that and not mm-hmm. me fumbling things over but how's it going We i mentioned it very first in the beginning but both of you coming back from a tour i know you talked a little bit but it's been it seemed like it went amazing how how do both of you feel being back in back home i'm not gonna lie
3: you know it's like we finished the tour and i was like wow what a good run we did it i'm exhausted we're back home and every day since then, I've just wanted to tour again, like so bad, more than I ever did when we were out there. Like, I just, uh, I just want to do like a, like a, like a three month tour or something. I just want to get out. Well, when you're
1: in it, you're, you're feeling the, the tiredness, right? And so, and you just want to be home. Yeah. That's a good word. Um, That's the better word for tiredness. Um, this is the thing though. Yeah, and then this is the thing though. You missed the thrill. I feel yeah. so
3: much better on tour. Like I'm so much less tired when I have something to do every single day. I do agree. Especially with that. when that thing is like that very That is something active. I wasn't
2: I wasn't anticipating as much about like how just like on you can be while on tour really
0: i feel like everyone complains like oh my gosh it feels exactly the same blah 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 this is like the first time i'm hearing from people being like wow no like it was amazing
3: no at least for me it's like i'm terrible at like routines and like getting myself to do the same things every day especially when i'm like here working like at my desk every day for all the stuff i need to do it's very hard to like break out of that but on tour it's like you have to because you're doing the show you're going from place to place so i just feel like i've already got that like momentum like it just makes me want to do stuff you know like it i kind
1: of need that sometimes I, it's interesting i wonder like i i haven't toured i mean we're we're planning on it later this year my my not my band, Izzy Deluxe's band if you want. Um uh that fucker, God. Oh, but God. Um, I wanna see how long the spit goes on nah, for the it, bit. But is dead. Yeah. But um we're we're hoping to, to tour after our album comes out. But um so I haven't done it, so I don't know. However, we have a full like ten years difference between us, I think. And like sure. I feel like <laughs> I would not in in my thirties, I would have a very difficult time being on the road. From for days you know like um we're gonna try to figure it out in our own way but uh yeah i mean i I think that in my early twenties absolutely and i because it's like that drive and that energy that you probably have is like you might as well funnel it into the direction that you're going like you know you're on tour you're in that moment and so you might as well like own it and I think that's that's great that's a that's a really awesome place to be mentally if you're if it's not like fatiguing you that's great yeah, definitely. Gotta
3: do it, you know, especially, you know, while I while I can, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't want to scare it. I feel I, I hate being the guy who's in his 30s and complaining about how tired he is, but it's just like inevitable. Like it's just, you know, it's, it's just, it catches up with everybody and, and you just have to like deal with it. So like I always wish that I could do more. I swear I'll get off this tangent, but uh, I always wish that I could have been doing more music stuff in my early twenties when I was like vibrating with energy, but you know, timing didn't work out. I was moving towards a different career path. And so like now I'm making up for lost time, but after we play one show, I'm like, oh, I don't need to play any shows for a while. <laughs> like I get, I'm like, I like feel like I got hit by a bus the next oh, day. Yeah. So I, it's tough. How do you deal with that? Like after every night you have to keep going and like, is it, do you get used to it?
2: Yeah. I think it's more the fact that you just kind of just like the show's already planned. Right. So you gotta do That's it.
4: True.
2: I mean like the the fatigue is still there. It's not like it just like disappears. Yeah. Nah. Right. But there's a there's a show
3: to play. Nah, I gotta there. disagree. I feel like for me it literally has oh, the opposite nah. effect. Okay, like for example, the only show on this last tour where I lost my voice was the first show. And it was because <sighs> I hadn't sung like that or played a show in like a while. Then every night after that, it just got better and better because like, you're like in it, you're like body is physically in that space already. You know, it's like you feel it. It's you're you're building on it and you're not letting yourself like fall out of practice. I feel like, you know,
2: it's that's, that is definitely something I haven't heard people talk enough about is how like, after touring for like a certain amount of time the show just gets better and better yeah and you just have more and more fun playing the same show even though it's the same thing as you played the night before
3: you really warm up into it you
2: know it's like being like an athlete or something you know
3: and just getting like a really good warm-up every day
0: that's true and also like to that point about like getting to do the same show every day like it's the same show for you guys but for people who are, like, going to see you, this might be, like, the one unless you've got people following you on tour. So, like, it only, like, changes and involves for them and they get to, like, see how much you heighten, how much things grow. So, I mean, I feel like I got ultimate bragging rights to see the last show on the tour Um, because, mm. I honestly, both of you were amazing that night. Oh, it was, like, you. a really good show. Um for people who don't know, Cole typically wears like these glasses with eyeballs on them, and Cole lost one of the <laughs> eyelids. How do you <laughs> playing <sing>? on? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> like
1: with, that. with those eyes, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then Jiraiya jumped off a. Oh my. A...
2: Oh my god! I was not thinking you were gonna jump off of the stage when you got that stool. No, I thought oh I yeah! Gonna just jump onto the stage, not. From the stage, on a stool, onto no, the ground. The whole yeah. night, like, from when I we was...
3: started, I was looking around for, like, the highest point I could jump from. And I was like, there's nothing here that's high enough. There's nothing good I could jump off of.
0: So you get the stool? Yeah, so
3: I was like, okay, the stool, if I jump off the stool, that'll be kind of lame. But if I jump off the stool off of the stage,
1: that will have the impact I'm looking for. Did you go into the crowd or just onto the floor? Into the crowd. No, crowd, yeah. Was, like there, in the crowd, we... was there a good crowd? Was it like, a pretty packed crowd?
3: wasn't like a crazy crowd but it was enough enough of a crowd to to mosh <laughs> <laughs> to,
1: to catch you see i'm always afraid of that i think that we've never i i dream of the day that i feel like there's a dense enough crowd that i can jump yeah. into. well like, it wasn't it wasn't like,
2: I, like oh, a no, stage he dive he wasn't
1: crowd was, okay. yeah yeah, yeah. It was that'd like be crazy. on ground and like boom i see okay. i
3: still haven't yeah. haven't yeah. like warmed up into stage diving one day though
1: well you,
2: i don't think we've had a crowd that would have committed right, to the stage
1: the diving <laughs> yet. yeah you need to have a crowd that can receive it and and that is multiple things because it's like um person per you know foot (laughs) like i feel like (laughs) you need there's a math mathematical ratio for it yeah but then also like willing and yeah i our crowd right now is just like frail art kids that will that's (laughs) my thing our crowd (laughs) is
3: like all like 15 year olds you know at like their first show which I love and it's like great. Yeah, it's awesome. But I'm also like this, this not, not the scene, not the move to jump. Babies are not the people to
0: to carry (laughs) Yeah, Trial by
1: fire. Trial by fire. My first, Yeah,
0: what was it? My first wall of death.
1: My first wall of death.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But then (coughs) like, you really
3: do get to have moments like that, you know, like where you, you open up a little mosh pit and somebody's like, am I going to do my first mosh pit right now? I'm
1: like, yeah. Mosh pits are fun. as hell. I did.
0: I literally did yeah, yeah at the at, at the show that was my really? first mosh pit. What? Yeah, oh what an honor. No. First mosh pit. And oh yeah, I forgot to mention my neck hurt for 2 days after the oh, show. Oh no. <laughs> well, you
1: know, I nice. was red passage. <laughs> next No, that's fair. Next get buffer, man. I think that like especially as like uh Next get buffer. Next get I did <laughs> buffer at uh, yeah. that sentence. as a metal <laughs> especially as somebody in a in a hard rock metal band whatever we are like it's getting like it's getting beefy like I because just from the head banging, and yeah. uh, it, it, it's less sore over time. I was going to ask you, um, uh, you mentioned that you have a lot of 15 year olds at your show, which is which is awesome because that means that you're like a gateway for a lot of these kids probably to discover music. Um, I love that. I, I like I love when uh, you can t- when somebody can tap into that kind of um, demographic because um, it's so formative. And so, like, is it tough to book those kinds of shows, those all-ages shows, or does it usually – how is it in the East Coast, I guess? Because L.A., it's tough.
2: Yeah. Well, definitely. All-ages shows are so much easier to book than not all-ages shows. Well,
3: here's the thing. They're a lot easier to book on the East Coast, I think. Where we really have trouble with it is, like, the South. That's where it gets tough. Like, New Orleans was, like, the one place where we couldn't do it. Like, we could not get an all-ages show. And, like, you could really feel it, you know? It was, like, a 21-plus thing, because all of the venues there, like, they have this law where, like, they can't allow minors in if they serve alcohol. And it's, like, a drinking city. Everywhere serves alcohol. They have, like, three all-ages venues, and they're all, like, pretty big. Yeah. So, you know, on the East Coast, it's, like, venues on top of venues. Like, yeah, there's going to be something. There's, like, scenes for that. But especially once you start getting into like those tougher markets that aren't super saturated, you know, they're, um, they're a little bit tougher about, you know, shows where they're not making a bunch of money yeah. on drinks.
1: You would think that LA has, has a lot more than it does. Like it's, it's um a lot of bars, it's a lot of bars and you have no mm-hmm. choice. And I, I we've, I don't think we have played a single all ages show because that's the only place we can ever book a show is there has to be a bar and I hate that. Like I don't I I wish that we had uh we c- I know that Q Bomb has fans that are underage, you know, and like I want them to have their first show there. Yeah. Or maybe not first, but whatever. And we can't like we just can't provide it and it sucks. And so that's something the East Coast seems to have over us. That's one thing. One thing one thing that could be East- <laughs> Good pizza. pizza. The only that's bomb. true. You do that pizza. No, you can't argue with that. <laughs> bagels uh oh you yeah. know what okay oh. so I, I went to new york city for the first time um the october before it was 2019 so it was like a few months before um the quarantine hit and um we went to a bagel shop i wish i remembered the name but um it's supposed to be well known for like it's bagels i didn't get it
4: what
1: i didn't get hmm. it I, it's hey, the new I'm york a- city water I know. No, I, I actually I I'm sure that there's a difference. I think maybe I'm just not a bagel guy. But I guess I'm betraying my own Jewish roots in that way, so maybe. That's a shame. Damn. Yeah. Wow.
2: That's one thing on tour that uh we were finding we could not find anything for was yeah, a good that bagel. Sucked. <laughs> really? Yeah. We found one good yeah. bagel, actually. Well, we found one good bagel because the dough was imported from yeah, New York. It was it was just <laughs> New York bagels. <laughs> It was literally <laughs> New York dough shipped down from New York to New Orleans. Well, they, And they, it was good. It was a New York bagel. They knew. They <laughs> knew. They <Like, laughs> knew. They knew.
0: They didn't even try to do their own thing.
4: We <laughs> know. We know. It's
0: fine. I mean, I feel like you get all those places, I mean, with pizza. They're like, New York style pizza. And I'm just like, okay, we get New it. York style pizza. Yeah. <laughs> This, was, this wasn't the, the arguing point that I mentioned earlier. I said... Look, I said oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not this. It's going
2: to
1: be something oh, that's going to be way, way, <laughs> way more heated. No, yeah. Um, There's nothing. But
4: I'm I, so ready to be a third wheel in this <laughs> fight. <laughs> better better
3: no, make up be, some opinions. Oh, gonna be
2: third. Yeah, get some... I'll you, just make up a ra- random opinions that have yeah, nothing to do with it. You, you know what you know what's
0: going to be, so you already know what... How, I'm
2: trying to think of just... Very, very wrong opinions I could have right now. Okay, I could
1: have a few. <laughs> so I've, I've spent enough time on Twitter. I know what they are. So I
0: mean, <laughs> so like, on like the venue side side of things, this is kind of like a like pie in the sky idea for all three of you. Okay, I know we talked about like trying, wanting to find like some sort of venue or or like, having something that would work for shows. Like, if each of you were, had like an unlimited like budget, what were your dream? venue look like
4: hmm.
0: Hmm. Well now after was it the
2: it wasn't the Richmond show it was the Orlando show with the fucking wacky inflatable tube man Oh yeah <laughs> One band had like two inflatable tube men that went off at the last song, and now I can't imagine us having a set where we don't have <laughs> that at that one expensive.
1: point. You could do that. that.
2: I that. know, and I don't know why we need to do yeah, that. Yeah, I think
1: you just figured out your next set dress. Yeah,
2: okay, wait, those during pressure We need that be for dope. something. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, last song. A nice Such a
0: good <laughs> okay, idea. Okay, wait, what do you mean
3: by dream venue? Like, am I mi-
0: anything. You have unlimited money, like, you can do whatever the fuck you want with this place.
2: But, like, is is this about, like, the place we're playing, or, like, how do we, like, set dress, or, like...
0: Well, the place in general, because I wanted to, like, t- talk about, like, okay, what would you, like, as a musician, what would you want in a venue that would, like, be amazing? Okay. Big-ass oh, stadium. Oh, good sound guy. Oh, actually, no, no. Okay. <laughs> good
4: sound guy. <laughs> yeah.
1: we... different, different priorities here.
0: I mean, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. But, I
1: mean, both would be nice. <laughs> I, I feel like yes, but Sound Guy is like that's just that's just the level that you're at, right? I do agree, but it's like yeah. I think if all goes well, we will both our acts will cross that threshold where we don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. And Somebody will yeah be there. So it's like it's a good question though, because it, it, it the answer changes depending on where you're sort of aiming for. You know, it's like, oh, absolutely. True. Sound Guy is. I want an in, in, in ear monitor. Like we don't even have in ear monitors. And I really. I,
4: Essential.
1: Do you? Yeah. yeah that, change, that changed. That oh, yeah. changed the game. Changed yeah. Changer. I should talk to you about it outside of it. Or, right, You know what? Let's do it on the show. Yeah. Where do you? Where <laughs> did you get? Because it's that's good advice. Where? Um, where did you get that? And what? Which one is it?
3: Um. So we've been using a, a Shure PSM 300 system, I think. And um, for some reason, I don't know which shortage is causing this, but. In systems are like crazy high in demand and very low in stock
2: everywhere right now. I'm
1: being I'm used pretty to sure farm it's just crypto yeah.
2: <laughs> somehow. Imagine farming crypto. Oh, we we with talked an in-ear about system. it. NFTs. Ban- uh, we talked about this. Bad <laughs> NFT.
4: When NFT. is it happening? Oh
3: my god. But oh god. It's all, no. I love the short system, it's great. And um, it's literally like. The show before and after is like night and day. Like, I cannot play without them now. It's so
2: essential. Yeah. Oh yeah, I could not imagine us both not have not hearing the click anymore. Oh, you play to a click? Because like, wow. you play to okay. a click. Well, I like to have. I had like to have a click when both me and Dry are kind of on cues yeah. and such. We have yeah.
3: Cues. Oh my god! Like my favorite thing is being able to just cold start a song you know like we'll have like a little cue in there with like tempo and like what key it's in so that you could like hear it and then we just go for it and i'm like wow that i love that
2: you don't have to count
1: in yeah it's great do you so you have it set up so that it gives you a click and then you're hearing um the whole mix yeah or is it so
3: so we have it set up so we we run backing tracks so you hear the tracks in in there um we have like a wireless mic situation going on, so you get the feet of that in the ears. Um, you get the feet of the keys. Sometimes the sound guy is nice enough to run us a mix of the drums, and we can we can get that <laughs> nice enough too, get yeah. that in the Sounds ears. Up.
4: And as yeah, we add nice. stuff, we <laughs> get,
3: we can just throw all of it in there, so we can just get like a nice mix going.
2: Although we need to get a bigger rack.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> We're, it's gonna be like a space issue soon enough. Yeah. Do
1: you uh, so? Do you just? Um, uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. Here, here's here comes the 420 influence. Um, <laughs> hey. Um, hey. I was holding it together just fine until um, <laughs> now. Bad, not bad. No, I was gonna ask uh, was, like regarding the the backing track. So you're locked into a very precise um, to the actual song, basically, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, we've never done that. We we've never like and and to our detriment maybe but i i wonder like do you ever feel like it locks you in to a point where it like takes away from the the energy of the performance or does that not really affect it
3: no no i don't think i've ever thought okay. of it that way you know cuz yeah. i feel like you know I, we have like a pretty clear idea of the show we want to do and having that sure. structure allows us to really sort of like get a little crazy with it like you can kind of go anywhere because it's got this like you know constraint you know so like it, mm-hmm. it'll kind of work Idea, regardless yeah. and also like we just don't have like a full band so it really yeah, yeah. that's true that's true. really brings it together
2: so if we just went without a click and a backing track like we'd be drums keys and vocals which we've done before but it just it doesn't hit the same. same yeah i like to think of it in the same way
3: i would think of like you know seeing like a broadway show or something like that yes, like a big like exactly. stadium pop show where all of it is just yeah. like
2: drilled into everybody's heads
1: so yeah i didn't consider that there's just two of you that makes sense uh um, it's
2: also like the matter of if you have backing tracks and like tempo and everything you just press play on stuff and then perform you can just focus on performing well oh you don't have to focus on making sure like you're you're listening for a cue. You don't have to make sure you're like, "What's that part again?" You just
1: perform. Yeah. yeah. No shade. Just focus on putting on a good show. No shade on my band members, <laughs> but I think you guys are better musicians, and so like we're 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 good. I'm snitching and sending a story. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. We're good. <laughs> we're good at what we do. But I think that I yeah, I want to experiment with that. I'm interested in that and having a click track. But I I think that like it would be easy for also there's six people and so like i don't know which is the better route you know because if we're all locked in that's good in one way but then it might be harder for us to like get back into it if things start to Mm -hmm. to shift i I don't know but it's it's interesting that that makes there's
2: also the matter of like it's a big technical hurdle to get that many people on one system yeah like even with us two it was enough it was enough of a hurdle to get through just to get two people on it. Yeah, but system. it's doable,
3: you know. Yeah. Like it's it's definitely it's not doable. it's nothing
2: too crazy. It's just
3: expensive.
1: I'd be happy yeah. with just vocalists. <laughs> I'd be because like every show we play, well, yeah, there's three vocalists in Q bomb, and like we can't hear ourselves, and yeah. so we end up. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, definitely yeah.
3: think a vocalist should Here's be able to the hear thing. themselves, the like vocals, a given. Beyond anything, that's the biggest thing. because before uh-huh, that. I couldn't hear myself, so I would sing yeah. so loud. I would exhaust yep. myself because like I'm just trying like, to hear myself. Just, just trying to sing over everything. Every show. Every show it would happen. And as soon as I had the in-ears, I was like, oh my god, I don't have to sing nearly as loud as I was. Like you just have so much control and it's so much better for your voice. Like you save all yeah. the stamina, you feel better, and you can talk after the show. It's, it's, yeah. A game. it's a, yeah. Do
1: you have to? You just have to trust this, that the sound guy is gonna mix that well, right? Yeah. At that point, yeah. Pretty
3: much, yeah. Pretty um, much. We yeah. control our own in ear mix, so yeah. We just gotta trust that they'll make it sound good out there. Okay.
1: That's cool. All right. All right. That was all right.
2: And like that's usually <laughs> the case. Even if you don't have an in ear system, is the sound guy's gonna do what the sound guy's gonna do? That's true. Yeah. That's
1: a that's a black box. Yeah. You have no idea yeah. what they're gonna
2: do. That's yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah. The,
2: Although the fact that we use an in-ear system, most sound guys love the fact that there's no feedback on the microphone ever. They never have to deal with like raising the uh-huh. raising the the fucking microphone mix if they need okay. to because there's no sound on oh, stage. Oh yeah, they love our setup
3: cuz like at once like we set up everything and give them like three cables. <laughs> and then it's like <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
1: That's uh that's an interesting pro. I I'll have to consider that. Anyway, Malik, what yeah. what questions did you have?
0: Bands, if you're listening out there, if you want a sound person to love you, all you need to do in ears. Yeah, in-ears. propose. If you're dating a sound person, propose with in-ear monitors. Exactly. That's my <laughs> honestly not the worst for idea. Right See, awesome. exactly. Listen, it shows, it shows commitment. commitment. You could buy a wedding ring or <laughs> commitment uh,
1: in-ear monitor system for six band members. Pretty I'll much. That.
0: We all saw the yeah. Adam ruins everything bit about rings being worthless. Yeah. In ear monitors, you can bring that to the show and crush it. There's value there. You can't
2: even find them at Sweetwater right now. Boom! Exactly. They have value. (laughs) Exactly. I can go down to a jeweler right now and find a ring. Yeah. I can't go down to my local guitar center and find in ear monitors.
0: Exactly. See. Yeah. And that and that's what you say when and that's your defense when you get yelled at. Um. No, I got you something with actual staying value. Yeah. <laughs> what are you uh, talking about? But uh so, try, we talked way back in 2000, 2020 2020? in October. Oh my yeah, God. October 2020. Um so there one thing that I like I want to kind of touch on and talk about because things have changed. Well, not changed, but there's just a very cool situation we have now We're cole's here You've changed. i wanted to talk a little bit about just like the collaboration between you and cole because that's one thing that we i don't think we had like room to talk to about or just i think things are like in a place where we just were mostly focusing on just like what were releases so i wanted to sit down and talk a little bit about like how did you two meet? i don't think i ever found a source or information about how you two so first it's... like met and then yeah i want the origin story and then how do you both feel like the collaborations because for people who don't know cole is the drummer in the, the group and also masters and mixes all the tracks so how's that like relationship and collaboration evolve over time because i know creative relationships are such an important aspect because it's just huge to find someone who clicks on that wavelength with you who like you're willing to experiment and try new ideas with but also are open to hearing new ideas because they you're all working towards the same mission and goal. That's a very long roundabout <laughs> question, but... Yeah, I don't know. Do you wanna, I want to... I wanted to set the stage and... Do you want to start on this one, Cole? Do I want to start? Are we starting on the how the yeah. we meet? Yeah, origin story.
2: So, I met Jiraiya because at the time a mutual friend of ours who would later become a bandmate of ours in a separate band that is no longer shall not be named... Rep. But I was invited to just kind of jam with a couple buds at, uh, we, both me and Jariah went to Pratt, Jariah's finishing up at Pratt now, um, but I was asked to jam at the chapel that we have on campus, just yeah. like a non-denominational, just space for, I don't really ever know what it was really used for, but it had it a like piano a recreation in there, space. so people would just jam in there. Yeah. It was like a recreation space, essentially. And, uh, Jiraiya was there. And uh, I think you tell this part of the story better, honestly. <laughs> okay, well, I genuinely think you <laughs> okay, do. Okay,
3: so yeah, like we we met up, we were just kind of jamming together, um, and I remember we were sort of all doing like you know the rounds when you get in like to a new group of people, and you're all introducing yourself. And right away, me and Cole, I don't remember what it was, and maybe like one of us just asked like what we listened to. And we were like, oh cool. We listened to like two of the same artists. We basically have the same music thing. Uh which is like <laughs> Which we would later find out is not the case at all.
4: <laughs> yeah, not even
3: close. But at the time we were like, Whoa, like I I never meet people that listen to like these specific artists. This is cool. And we got to talking about music, you know, and stuff we were working on. Cole was like, Oh yeah, I'm like a an engineer at warner you know i do my my little thing and i was like cool i make songs <laughs> um feel free to <laughs> you know if you want to check them out it's like a whole thing and we, you know we started to, we talked about basically like possibly working together because i was like oh i need an engineer yeah. i'm terrible at that and cole said i think you sent me like an email or something like
2: that i don't i don't remember what it was i think but so I think it was probably an emo, because I did not use social yeah. media at the time, so it was definitely But an definitely listens to the songs
3: and was basically just like, you know, these could sound a lot better if I mix them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Subtle. Okay, to yeah. be
2: fair, I liked the songs. I, I said that, like, I like these songs, but... But, like... But. But, like do you ever want someone else to mix it? <laughs>
3: That's subtle. It real subtle. It works. There's nothing there's nothing subtle without Cole.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I am I'm am anything but subtle.
3: So that happens and you know, long story short, mixing led to producing, led to drumming, and and now it's just a thing where like pretty much all of the songs, like everything everything i write ends up in, in cole's ears on cole's desk and then we we send stuff back and forth until we've got really cool sounding stuff gotcha yeah.
0: so when it comes to it like you mentioned like kind of that goes between you and cole what what at what point do you write something and it gets to the point where you're like okay i have something that's like ready for cole to jump in is it like a full track is it something that's kind of more bare bones like What stage do you send it over, typically?
3: Um, I'd say, typically, it's, like, pretty developed. Like, I like to have a full song and, like, arrangement. Um, You know, sometimes if I'm, like, really excited about something, I'll just send it to Cole and be like, listen to this, please. But
2: most of the time... And then I won't be allowed to, like, do drums on it for months because it's still not... Oh, yeah. That'll be
3: another thing. (laughs) I'll, like, send the song and be like, you're not allowed to work on it. Like, it's... What? until it's done <laughs> it's like why not that but, mean, okay why not? so here's here's why here's why because when i'm writing a song i feel like it's important for me to like fully exhaust like myself and like all of anything i'm able to give that song any ideas i have i like to like fully explore everything like that's how i know a song is done you know i i i try not to fall into the the pit of being like a perfectionist so you know i know a song is done once i feel like i've explored all the options and i picked my favorite ones so that's how i i avoid working on songs forever but the thing is is that i know when it's not done so i'll have a song and i'll be like oh this is really cool and you know like i want you to hear it but i know the moment that somebody else touches it it's kind of like that path is closed as far as like me exploring those ideas and it's like i have to make sure that i'm ready to like close the book on that and be like cool that's done now how does this look in like the context of working on this with another person you know working on this having cole you know add like production elements or have ideas there so uh, you know it it gets pretty developed it's it's pretty much got to be like a like a full song that is like ready in theory to be mixed but like that's never what happens
1: <laughs> yeah
2: and to be fair like a lot of what uh comes to me and like i enjoy this because it's what i love doing is like i'll get essentially a completed song with what i see as like the sounds being the demo yeah and my job is to like find the best way to like convey each individual part sound wise like like uh like an omnisphere synth might come in and i'll take the midi and try to design a synth that is like perfect for that part that still captures whatever uh jariah like wrote or arranged and just get it to hit that much harder and layer stuff up and yeah essentially just thicken, thicken up whatever Jariah did. Extra thick. And just get it to a final point. Exactly. And I feel like both of us, like, working that way gives each of us the room
3: to be very, very tedious, you know? Because, like, say when I send you a song, like, you know, you're you're doing sound design, you're making these things, but you're not worried about, like, what, you know, maybe what a lot of conventional producers would be like. Like, how do I turn these chords into, like, an actual song? How do I, like make your songwriting sound like it's something you know so i feel like <laughs> what, which like a lot of producers that's like their thing you know they get songs and like cool let's yeah, turn yeah. this into a real song so you know i feel like once everything is like really tight and like narrowed down and you have like a very clear idea of what's happening you know it gives you the room to like really get in the weeds and do your thing and i can really get into the weeds of arranging because i know the sound design isn't as important as like the core ideas
2: that you yeah. know i'm just trying to put down because the sound design will happen i th- yeah i think it's it's very much like you make sure that what's coming to my desk is just a good song no matter what happens and then my job is to have it leave my desk at least sounding good regardless of if the the content of it wasn't which it came to my desk so it is
1: yeah it's a magic formula, and, like, you know, everyone kind of finds – I mean, I'm sure there's some people who write uh, in a bubble and they write all their own songs, but those people are, I don't know, insane. Um, I think that, like, a lot of people work with collaborators, and it's awesome when you can find that synergy and that, like, um, trust in each other to, to trust that the other person did everything they could, and now you have the responsibility of, like – Plusing it, like you, 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 can't hand it back without making it the best you can do. I, I, um, yeah. I always love that energy, and I think it shows through in your music. I think that, because um, I was gonna ask, uh, what does the pipeline look like? But you kind of already explained it. That it seems, um, like Jariah, you usually write like the core and sort of the the main. Um, beats maybe the main like uh i'm using like visual uh storyboard terms but you're like you're (laughs) coming up with like the the core parts of it and then cole you're you're building on it and like adding connecting tissue and sort of yeah um has cole uh, have you ever brought a song of your own for jiraiya to then like work on no no that's not really like
2: what I've. i mean like i've brought like little like ear candy bits Mm -hmm. here and there but in terms of like the core of a song that that's really dry mm-hmm. role. I'm kind of here to just like make that vision and just push it like to its extreme in that one direction.
1: Yeah. Uh, I want to kind of circle back to Malik's question about the, like uh, what would your, you know, stage uh, biggest stage be without any budget. But I, because your music is so like theatrical, I, and I know you want to have wake, wacky, wacky, inflatable arm tube men. But, like, other than that, like, would you want to get to a point where it is more of a production? And what would that look like? Like, what would you want to do if you were a panic at the disco or whatever? Like, what does that show look like? Oh,
3: yeah. Well, I just want to say that's been the plan from, like, song number one. Sure. Like, from the beginning, right. I've always imagined this as, like, a big production like a full Mm -hmm. thing because like that was like the shows i grew up going to you know like i didn't really go to like diy shows and like club things like the first show i saw was like justin bieber (laughs) like madison square garden (laughs) and then it was like panic at the disco and like so on and so on so i feel like just from the moment i started writing songs it's just in my head been this like big production and then it's just been like, what's the closest we can get in real life with however much uh, yeah. money? So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, no want money. it to be yeah. like a whole thing. I want to play MSG, have a full brass band and lights and visuals. The first show I ever did, like on my own, had like visuals for the whole thing. <laughs> I'm like, that's a tough projector. Too. It was terrible. It was, I lost yeah. my voice and it sounded awful, but I was like. This is how I envision the
1: show, you know. Yeah. I I relate to that. I I um when I write stuff, I kind of write visuals first. And that doesn't always mean like a music video, although that has also happened, but like um do some good It's how it, how is what's that? know, yeah, just you wait. We got some ah. shit coming. Um I'm I've been very stressed the last 2 months trying to coordinate 3 <laughs> music videos that are going to be dropping in the next 6 Jesus. months. Jesus.
0: Scheduling episodes has been wild.
1: <laughs> yes, I yeah, I've been losing a lot of weekends. But anyway, um yeah, I I like to think of not just like music videos but also performance and like um how is this part going to be perceived by an audience either when they're listening or when they're watching and sometimes those are two different things, sometimes they're the same. But um is there anything like that in your in your songs where it's like you have a specific idea of how how you wanna appear or how you want the audience to f- like to see you. Has that ever crossed your mind?
3: All the time. Yeah. I mean it's just like one of those things. Like it's it, it feels like it's all one big like you know, like I, I don't think I necessarily got into writing music because like that was something that really like, I really wanted to write music, it was more like, they're just ideas and concepts that I wanted to execute. Right. And, you know, just by merit of, like, hearing being a sense, like, they all sound like something. You know? And for mm-hmm. me, that was, like, songs. But also, it might not always be songs. But, um, yeah, yeah, like, there's always this, like, visual performance on that, like you were saying, like, even when I'm just, like, writing lyrics and stuff, like, I'm hearing it, I'm seeing it. that that really like informs where where we go after that for sure
1: yeah because i mean it's like i ask because a lot of bands it doesn't feel like i mean i see them live and they're just playing you know and like that's fine i i find it a bit boring sometimes because it's like i i want to see a spectacle i want to see something larger than life and and i don't i don't know i think they they write for you know for the heart and like they don't write visually which is totally valid and great i like a lot of bands that clearly Mm. do that but um but yeah i can see a sort of um a common thread between our writing styles and that it's very like audience forward and very like theatrical and very bombastic even though the genres are different um, yeah i immediately gravitated towards your music i was like oh fuck this is
3: no and i feel like you know when i think about you know your bands you know or the, the band adjacent to you (laughs) Um,
1: that the band that i have friends in
3: the word i think of is spectacle though you know like that it's it's got that like element that's like always what i look for whenever i'm like listening or looking at anything like where's what's the spectacle of this like that's what always pulls me in yeah
1: it's uh thank you um I do. I. I've, anytime I hop on Spotify, every once in a while, it'll say like Jiraiya is a recommended <laughs> artist from Qbomb," and I'm like, "Good, good, good. yes."
0: Like Everything's Venn. going according to plan. I like that Venn diagram.
1: <laughs> I like that Venn diagram of just like weirdo artsy uh, people Hell that, are, yeah. that, that that when they're when they're feeling one way, they will listen to Jiraiya's music. When they when they're feeling angry, they will listen to Qbomb.
3: Exactly. Yes. You get it. <laughs> Hell yeah.
0: Yeah. Listen. Du- the duality of man. That is. That's it. The two yeah. genders. The two <laughs> genders. <laughs> no, hold on. was it? I was. It, I was doing research and I remember when I forgot what song it was, but one of the songs ended up on the "This Is White People"
2: song. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Wasn't I think it was Thrones? multiple
0: songs, yeah. actually. Multiple. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Hold on. I had wait. Hold on. I'm gonna find it because it was. I forgot that. I, I was know like... for a fact Crows yeah. was on there. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Um, debt collector
2: uh-huh. entries. Funnily yeah. enough, <laughs> the day
4: yeah.
3: after I posted that TikTok about the playlist, like the su- the streams for both of those songs spiked because like people just were like, "I need to listen to the White People playlist." <laughs> like at I this point, it's got like like thousands of likes.
0: Like the playlist. Damn. <laughs> So love it. Like I, I don't know what it is about Debt Collector, but honestly, like, it, okay, there's a tie. Debt Collector and Bad Luck Ooh. are my like two favorite the songs. Crazy people, songs. interesting from both. The, like,
4: <laughs>
0: like, says a lot about. It. <laughs> okay, like Bad Luck is like just stomp, stomp, stomp. I'm just like I don't know. Like, oh, you know, Bad Luck. Bad Luck hits. Yeah. Like, what was it? So, my roommate came with me to the show, and, like, they're like, oh, yeah, play, like, play me, like, a song. And I think I played, I think I played one of those two. I think I played Bad, um, no, I played, I played Debt Collector, and, like, just immediately, like, that, like, the little, <laughs> like, that, that chip tune intro is just engraved in, like, I don't know what, I don't know what you put, what either of you put in that intro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, and I don't care, but I like it. Um, and immediately, like, once it, like, kicked off, like, the immediate reaction was just, ooh, like, something just clicked and,
1: yeah, no. <laughs> That's Good. Who did, what's the um, sound in the beginning of Split? There's, like, that arcade sound.
3: Ooh, I think that was me. Um,
1: What is that? it yeah. you? I need to remind myself. Okay, what that I remember. Sound is. It's like I a remember. very so. <laughs> it's very bouncy, arcade oh, like Okay, sound. so
3: what happened? This is a funny story, actually. So that version of Split is um what I, one of the the handful, maybe the only song we've released that I. Oh
2: yeah, no, I remember what you're talking it's, about. It's now. one
3: song that I I consider like a Cole production, and that like everything in that song sonically with the exception of, like, one or two things, was, like, you... Cole literally just got stems. Like, it's basically a remix, except it ended up being the original song, Hmm. and the original version never came out. So, it's just... Okay. So, (laughs) it was originally this, like, sort of orchestral, like, punk song, is how I would have described it. And it was, like, you know, like, bass and guitars and, like, you know, staccato strings and stuff. And... We wanted to do, like, a different version for this, like, compilation that was being released that somebody asked if we wanted to contribute to, and we were like, cool, let's do, let's make this, like, a little cool remix, and it becomes, it became this crazy, like, fuzzy, retro rock song. I don't know how to describe it, but then I was like, oh, damn. That's about it. Now this, this needs, like, a little intro thing. I feel like I can't, like, need something to like get get people give you a second first you know so yeah, yeah i really i, um, like I think it, it's great so it just reminded me so much of like you know video games and like you know that sort of thing that i ripped of an audio clip from like a speedrunner's playthrough that i did and never uploaded <laughs> um, i don't even think i've ever told the story but yeah Good. one of the, one Exclusive. of my problems like with like trying to be an aspiring youtuber on the side is that I'm terrible at uploading so I have all these <laughs> unuploaded videos all these half- finished things that was one of them and I was like this feel this feels like this song playing speedrunners feels that way so I'm gonna just take a clip from it put it at the beginning and I downloaded like some shitty 8-bit sound. It was just like do 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 do, and I was like, okay, cool. Put this
2: at the beginning of the song. <laughs> I think I think I literally had like the mix of split like done and already printed, and I just put that clip just like in Pro Tools, put it before, yeah. it, and that was it. <laughs> I don't even think I... Mi- I maybe did, like, some light EQ to just make sure it didn't sound completely off. Yeah, because yeah. I wanted it
3: to sound terrible, so I sent it all to you, like, mixed together. And I, like, hit yeah. my PS2 <laughs> controller, like, a bunch of times for, like, dramatic effect. <laughs> and then that was it.
2: Oh, wait, that wasn't part of the audio? That's something you <laughs> yeah, added on top yeah. of it?
1: Oh, that's she so funny. That's great. God damn. Yeah. I, um... Yeah, I I love that song. I love. Uh, I've put an embarrassing amount of plays on um, "Take for Granted" and needed to change your page. Yeah, there's no, oh, there's
2: no, there is nothing to be sorry about for "Take for Granted." That is an underrated, underrated song. song.
1: I think they're. I think they're both. People don't give it enough <laughs> respect. I think they're both great. I think that. Um, yeah, I saw originally. I had seen. I don't remember how I learned about. I think it was through Hoity Toity. I think so. Maybe. Yeah through aria um Shout out aria. yeah i think she tagged us yeah aria's great um and yeah and i was like wait shit, this this slaps and i the the thing that i thought was awesome is that you had made that video in what is clearly your bedroom i assume for um, um but
4: just for the, change of change of pace? for
1: uh yes for change of pace uh, that and uh it's
2: actually in that's actually in my old studio oh, okay
1: okay <laughs> But still, it feels so DIY. It feels so Oh, it was uh, very uh, much yeah. DIY. <laughs> and like it's like you've you've picked up after effects and you're just like throwing stuff <laughs> yeah. out. It's great. It's great. I, I've watched it a lot. I've showed people it. Like I and I was like like these two are going places. Like it, it just felt like that early, you know, the, the like the rough cuts, the stuff that, that people will look back on and be like, wow, look at where they started and <laughs> yeah. now yeah playing madison square no. garden give it, time. give it time give it time
3: that's the goal but that was a super I mean, funny video i mean, literally pulled up to Cole's apartment i yeah. we knew we were maybe gonna make a music video that day but we were like we'll see if we're maybe. like if we're too tired after like we're working on some other song and we're like if we have energy we'll just make a quick
2: music video
3: so. and i don't think we did have
2: energy but <laughs> yeah we did it so we just like Hell moved yeah.
3: some stuff around the room i took out my iphone and we just like yeah co-directed it like shot by shot pretty much (laughs) and like we're like fix it in post
1: yeah and then i fixed
3: it in post
1: it's the running in place too like it's just it's great (laughs) yep you're you're zooming in that video (laughs) and you're just not moving an inch uh yeah uh anyway
0: so i wanted to kind of shift over a little bit and talk about it's great that we're talking about like when ideas are like running and you're just like, yes, I, I feel so creatively charged. I, I know what I want to do. I want to explore all these ideas, but um, in lending into the, the title of the main show, jeans here um, What up? with creative block, like, what do you do in the situations where you try to sit down and nothing's coming? What do you do when you hit creative block? Mm. You got anything cool? I mean, like a big
2: thing for me Like, my main bag, like, day in, day out, is mixing music. And, like, while that's, like, a very technical thing, there's still a lot of creative elements to it. I consider myself a relatively creative mixer as a whole. I'm not just looking to, like, like, oh, it's perfect. No, it has to have some sort of emotion to Mm -hmm. it. But, like, one of the biggest things for me has been, like, forcing myself to take, like, breaks and shit. So this is, like, a shitty timer. (laughs) Oh, and yeah. I run. You're like holding a timer a thir- in your hands. I'm holding a timer in my hands because I have it right on top of my NS10s, like or on my bridge at all times. Huh. And I have a. Third, I work for 33 minutes. I walk away for seven minutes, and I come back and give myself three minutes to reintroduce what I'm working wow, on, and then give myself another 30, 33, because that 10 minutes away just like resets your brain and you can think of different creative ideas like just walking away for 10 minutes
4: Mm -hmm.
1: it doesn't put pressure on you to have that like very segmented kind of thing no no matter what i'm doing when that timer goes off i
2: stop i save i walk away
1: wow Interesting. That's great that you figured that out. That's like a very
2: And if I if I really needed to finish something, I come back and in those 3 minutes, I know I need to finish that in 3 minutes, so I do it in 3 minutes and I move on.
4: How that's long really did it
0: take cool. to get used to that? Cuz was it something that came quickly or It
2: what? took me like a solid year to like yeah. be like I must leave when this timer goes off or else like it's not really a functioning workflow. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of discipline it takes to do yeah. that. I don't think I could do that. That's crazy. that's crazy.
2: But I mean, it's helped me a lot yeah and just in
1: terms of being
2: consistently like take care of myself yeah. Yeah. once in a while <laughs> damn
1: yeah definitely what about you Drew? um
3: so here's my secret to never ever having creative block okay it's not a secret and it's probably not going to work for most people actually but i will say it's been years since i've had creative block and the thing is is that i just jump around as much as i can pretty much so like i'll have a day say where i'm working on a song and i'm like cool am i obsessed with this song right now great i'm gonna work on it for like 14 hours and then Mm -hmm. i'm gonna just keep throwing everything i can at it if i get tired of a section i move on to the next section if i you know basically anytime i get stuck i just move somewhere else you know and that's kind of like how the songs end up how they do. So say if I can't think of anything, like if I'm getting stuck with the chords, I'll be like, let's go back to lyrics. Now that I have these chords, what lyrics are coming out of this? And then sometimes once I have words, I'll be like, oh, this is the chord that those words need and all of the pu- pieces of, of the puzzle come together. And then eventually I might reach a point where I'm like, I can't listen to music anymore. So I go and I draw something, or I look at something, or I watch a movie, or I go for a walk or whatever, and I just, like, you know, try to take in as much as possible and just try to express myself in as many ways as possible, and it's just sort of this, like, you know, like, dragon that feeds into itself, like, infinitely. And as long as I...
1: An Ouroboros.
3: Exactly. That. Yeah. (laughs) dragon (laughs) um (laughs) you get the the image but yeah i mean basically as long as i just keep moving you know i think like the trick to it for me is just trying to like think bigger picture you know and be like even if i get Mm -hmm. stuck with this song maybe i won't come back to it for months but it's all progress and all of it is building and like expanding your worldview and getting you to a place where you can fulfill all of your ideas so it's just a lot of yeah. patience you know like i'll spend three years in a song if i need to yeah
1: yeah i mean i think that that's a great approach to take i i guess i do it on a larger scale where i well you did mention it like i'll i'll move from one thing to another like one medium to mm-hmm. another because if, if you're stuck doing one type of creative expression yeah it's just like ah like it just gets to the point where it's like i can't do this shit anymore and so yeah yeah so it helps it's it's a blessing that when when you have more than one interest and more than one skill that you can flex to the point where like i was i started getting into gunpla for a little bit because i was just like i need to just make some stupid model kits and and not do anything creative you know it's just like i needed to keep busy in a different yeah. way yeah like what, um, what is it that people say like
3: you know sort of um diversifying like your your creative diet or whatever whatever this, this, mm, this, mm-hmm, the saying goes mm-hmm. like yeah just yeah. making sure you're you're nourished and you know taking it yeah, types yeah. of different things
1: 100 yeah, yeah I, i've never heard that but I, I i preach that all the time that it's like you you gotta you gotta experience different things and you can't just watch can't just watch marvel movies all day guys like there's other movies there's other games there's other music you know like there's there's so much stuff to enrich yourself yeah and that's how you make special
3: things because then you just start making marvel movies yes
1: like yeah Yeah. this
4: really reminds me of
1: that one movie it really melds styles together too and i and i think it comes through in your music um you know like the combining of things that you wouldn't otherwise necessarily expect um, and we try to do that with Q-Bomb too where it's like we're pulling from like K-pop and like future yeah. bass like there's bits and pieces where it's like it shouldn't fit and nobody believed me nobody believed oh, me not. but I was like no like we yeah they never do and I'm like I'm like no I want to have some squeaky kawaii ass sounds right here because I think it's going to sell the breakdown better and then, and then it's, it's great and I, I hear that a lot and even talking about like the arcade sound you know it's like a, it's a silly intro but it adds a texture to it that the song might not have had but now it's like i i think of that when i think of split i think of that arcade sample which is that's interesting uh, i always forget that's number. there but you know it's it's uh, it, it's the first thing you hear you know yeah,
3: that's true and you know what so if, if no one else cole is usually the one to believe me so that's good you know <laughs> you have <hear> that trust it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. a crazy idea I'm like is this like stupid and you're like yeah probably but we should do it like
2: <laughs> But I mean, like, I'm gonna still like that. That's also something that I find like between us that is both like it's a double-edged sword. Is that like I consider myself a pretty damn good mix engineer, so I'll let so much shit slide in production, <laughs> just like I'm. I can make it work. What? Why not have like two different bases going at the same time? Why oh, not have like we yeah fifteen vocal
4: stacks?
1: Two bases is is, yeah. is no problem. That's no. that's like <laughs> that's bare minimum for us. So, <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but, go yeah. Go ahead.
4: Um, no,
0: that's the thing though, because like you you want to find someone that's like willing to, for lack of a better term, like jump off the cliff with you. Yeah. Like okay, we're doing this. <laughs> Let's go. Because like. You just want to have someone that, like, you know has your back, and, like, if something's off and it doesn't work, you can look at that person and be like, okay. Yeah, no, there's there's stuff that I've
2: gotten from Dry that I've just been just like, this is, this just doesn't make it sound better. I just muted in the mix. Have you ever, <laughs> um,
1: has it ever happened where, where Cole, where you gave up on a song that you just didn't know what to do with it?
2: Not really, because by the time it comes to me, my job is just to make it sound as good as possible. I don't think I would let you. Like, there's definitely... (laughs) No, you wouldn't let me give up on a song, but, like, there's been certain sounds that I've given up on, in terms of, like, I really want this sound to work, and I just couldn't get it to work on the day. Yeah. Like, yesterday, I spent, like, a solid, like, four hours, like, on a song that I can't talk about yet, but designing designing a uh, just like a synth that lays behind like just doubled electric mm-hmm, guitars just mm-hmm. to make it feel like a back wall mm-hmm. and four hours in i was just like i can't get this to work i cannot and then i came back like an hour later and got it in like 20 minutes but i thought
0: yeah. you were gonna say seven minutes seven later yes later. <laughs> <Yeah,
2: seven No.
1: laughs> you weren't following your own, your own no, but
2: sometimes it's it's time no, okay see I preach the timer, but then but some don't... days I forget to yeah. touch the timer. <laughs> but it's like that.
1: Yeah, well, I was going to say that. That's an inhuman amount of discipline. That would be amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it's like... Malik, we're not we're not even arguing yet. What the hell happened?
0: Argument. I know I was going to ask you. I'm like, this is a point of no return. Do you have any more questions? We're about to hit it. Oh. Oh. Do you have any more questions, Gene?
1: I don't think I do. I want to oh, argue. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On... 4 10, 2020, a tweet was made oh, shit. saying, let us talk about Micah McCromancer's best album. Oh. And it, it is an image <laughs> of the three Spider-Men and Black Parade, Bullets, and... In... <sighs> okay,
1: Take a breather. Take a
0: breather. Yeah. It was the first three MCI records. I'm going to take a lap. So the day later, I tweet, it's wild that the best MCR album isn't in this picture. And the response I got to that was flame. He, I was chastised for telling the truth. And one person who threw a stone is in this chat (laughs) and is in this episode. And Jiraiya by my side, who agrees with me, we are talking about this. Danger Days is the best My Chemical Romance album. Oh. Change My Mind. What's the oh. What's your top What's everyone's top 3? That's what we're doing. We're talking about it. Congratulations. Okay. Welcome to the idea. Okay, okay. I
3: want I want to get like one thing straight, you know. Okay. Now, if we're talking albums, like I think The Black Parade is the greatest album from not just MCR, but any band ever. I yeah. think it's the best album in the world. Yeah. But okay, I, I feel like you just danger days has to be in that conversation. Cause it is probably the second best MCR album. Cause like it's ridiculous. It's like the Hollywood version. It's like the blockbuster. It's like if the black parade is a musical, like danger days is like the big screen release. It's, it's amazing. It's so good.
1: Uh, Yeah, no. Okay. I can see that. I, I can, I can. Okay. So I can completely understand why you like it. I like I completely get it's very Jiraiya um, because it is it is very um cinematic and theatrical. I hate that about it. I think that like I think that they got to well, Gerard specifically and I love Gerard way I think he's a, an awesome writer in more than one way you know like the i umbrella academy was the shit um but I think that they hit their peak creatively with um, Black Parade because it's that it's got that perfect mix of slightly sloppy, maybe not sloppy, but like rough around the edges. Like they're still doing their, their, their punk thing, but now it's got this theatricality to it. Now it's, there's a a sort of concept narrative. Then he, he wrote some comics and got a little too obsessed with an internal narrative. And like, I think that danger days is really hard to follow as a plot And it really wants you to. I think a lot of the production is, like, too cleaned up, a little too poppy. Um, It loses me in that regard. And I also cringe so hard at Sing that I can't. The rest of the album takes a fucking thing. I think that that song is so corny. I will be on that side.
2: Sing is
1: Sing is an
3: overly hated song, okay? I think – Everyone Especially, hates. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. I get it, but here's the thing. Yes. This is how the here's cracks the form. thing. No, it Within doesn't. In the context of the album, I think if you really allow yourself to get like into that narrative and into that you don't even have to follow it, follow it like narratively. But I think once you so really much. like enter that world of danger days, sing just becomes such a like earnest song that like at least for me. Like I can't hate it. It's like I see it and I can get why it would be a corny song. But then like within the context of the album, when I hear him say, like, sing it for the world, I'm like, oh,
0: you're so right. It's like There's no hope in this world. There's there's no hope in California. It's like, so hopeful. And Gene, right. and Gene and Gene, to your like point about like the record being too clean, it's like it's like a California that's cleaned and I sanitized. Know. Like so I mean, I get why you don't like it, but I get like because they were really pushing that like better living industries like part and I will give you that the plot is a little like if you look at it face value from the record it's a little hard Dude, but I read like the again comic. But
1: if you... I read the comic I could not decipher it I like oh, I lo- had the hardest time I'm not going to get mine hey my you can show it all you habit. want I a, <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened in it it was it was a oh, mess wee, wee, wee.
2: We getting our My Chemical Romance. I have my three Umbrella Academy Let's volumes. Let's go. Nobody else. Nobody.
1: This is a podcast. Nobody. Oh can yeah. See this. That's, <laughs> That's true. Oh, wait. Yeah. Wait. There's not. <laughs> this is between us. <laughs> um. Listen.
0: I, I'm. This is beyond. Jiraiya did hold p- up a copy of. Listen. At this point, it's beyond the audience. This is for me. <laughs> this is just for me. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I just.
1: I look. I respect the. I respect your opinion. Like but you? I think it's wrong. I, I think that Oops. it is a... Uh, nah, that, hey, nah, nah. There's a reason why they also quit after that. I'm going to drop that fucking... That is not, I don't think that is not why
3: they quit. I don't think nah, Danger Days... Oh, nah. Nah, <laughs> nah,
1: They went on that whole tour. I think they burned out. I saw them on that tour. I saw them on the Danger Days tour, and they were tired as hell because they 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 flew too close to the sun. I think that they were just like, I don't know. I know. I'm kidding. There was other reasons. I'm sure they were just yeah. exhausted. And um, I have a
0: hotter take. Hotter oh God, take. I can't take it. I have a hotter, hotter take than that, huh? <laughs> Danger Days, number one. I, I, I'm i nervous about it because I told my roommate, Alan, this take, and he's like, are you fucking nah, get in there. serious? Get in there. Let's, Let's go. go.
1: Conventional Weapons, number huh? two. No, that's a that's a rough one. That's I definitely a, don't that burnt, agree with that. But that burnt me a little bit. I do what? like Oh god, what's the first song on that?
0: Um Tomorrow's Money. Boy no, Division. I I Stop Bleeding 3.
1: Boy Division. Oh, Boy, Boy Division is a fucking banger. banger. And I found it like last year. Like I I completely missed that whole compilation and oh my god, that song works. It's good.
0: They they were it was real quiet about it. Yeah.
1: Tomorrow. I think they were just retired. I think they just want to you know? Well,
0: I heard a rumor because my friend like kind of was in the, the circle or, like, around the time. He said conventional weapons was like a way to get out of the deal, uh, like to finish their record deal. Yeah, it was like it was enough to be to count as a material for an album. So they released their album because that's why that's the reason why like, when conventional weapons finished, like right after they were. Yeah,
3: because oh. they finished conventional weapons and then they had this like huge tab and then they were like, oh, I don't like this album. Let's make another one so you know they you know get another half million from the label or whatever it takes and then made danger days (laughs) with um it might have been rob cavallo i don't remember but they were like different producer we're gonna do danger days we're gonna make this thing and then you know warner was like cool love it but (laughs) (laughs) um we're gonna gonna, you're a little deep in there now so and at that point i feel like they had realized they finished the album and they were like this is a good place to stop i don't want to like milk another album yeah. but they also had to put something out so they were like okay conventional out conventional weapons it's still good songs we're just going to make it very clear that this is like sort of this fictional other mcr and then they were like cool let's yeah. do the
1: greatest hits album
3: and um let's
4: chill Be good bye
1: yeah. I will say this about okay, I I'm gonna I'm gonna make amends for my words about danger days. I I think that here's what it gets right. Um I really I do like the vibe that it starts with. I think that um look alive sunshine into na 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 is like one of the best to fucking sure. like so. It, it it is such a strong opener i love steve Rye's voice like it and the the word salad that gerard writes is like fucking amazing and i to me that's like a bar that we i want to hit which tr- i think we kind of were trying to do it with uh build a robot out of trash there like those spoken parts that happen for anybody that knows the song like but i don't we can't i i don't have the voice i don't have and and we're not gerard way so it's like we couldn't <laughs> quite do it and then the future is bulletproof. Like, that shit fucking goes. And But I don't... And then Destroya. I really like Destroya. Destroy, I think Destroya yeah. is an awesome underrated song. Um, that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> that's all okay. I got to I just, say.
3: Yeah. I just want to shout out a couple of other shining MCR moments on that record because I feel like they deserve it. Yeah. Okay. Save Yourself, your I'll Hold Them Back, is like one of the best mcr songs it's what one of the most different mcr songs first of all it's like in a lane of its own it's like this like it starts off with this the wind and this like wild west sort of riff and then it gets like crazy and it builds and builds and becomes like so monumental that like it's like overwhelming it's crazy and it's Ooh, and then okay one that took a while to grow on me is um the only hope for me is you that's yeah, another that's one that good. took me a while but once i got it i got it like that song is huge and then like the title like the only hope for me is you like that's it's just so yeah powerful. It's so good and it sounds that way
1: <sighs> i will have to um just because I I like you both, I will re-listen to that album yeah, with a with a sharper ear, and I will, I'll I'll keep an open mind, and I will try, I'll try to get it. I'll try to like yeah. it. And also, I cannot promise.
0: Planet Planetary Go. Planetary Go. Also, I, I just gotta give a Planetary Go shout Ooh. out because I don't know, like having a a rock like disco thing going is like. Nuts. Have you ever heard?
3: I don't know. But have you ever heard, like, Gerard's thing where he was like, every album has had a planetary go? How it was like, the sharpest lives. And then, no, 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 it was, um, prison, right? That was like supposed to be the dance song of Three Chairs. Um, and then the sharpest lives and then planetary go. And he was like, in my head, all of those are like the same, like, part of the album. And I was like, oh, it makes so much sense. And like, And like, Oh, I was just going to say. A little J-Rock
0: also, influence on the MCR album? Like, Come on. Great. Yeah. Exactly. Granted, I'm a little biased because there is, and this is a massive nerd thing, I don't know if I mentioned it, but when I had my show during college, the intro song I played every single week, the thing that played off the show because I was like 17 and I was like, this would be dope as hell, was Look Alive oh. Sunshine into na-na-na every single Mm, week so there is that sentimental because it feels like it's like the perfect way to kind of like just kick off a a two-hour show so there is that sentimental value of being being like yeah like like that one-two punch and that energy just like riding into like some really good memories so i know that i might be slightly nostalgic poisoned.
1: Yeah, I mean, I also wonder if there is, and I hate to pull this card, but I wonder if there is sort of an age thing where it's like the the point that you came into it on. I don't know when you guys first discovered MCR. Yeah. Maybe it was closer to that album. Was, it, was that around that time?
0: No, I was Black Parade. Okay. I was like mid Black Parade. Yeah. For okay. me, that
3: was technically my first album. I found them like through Sing, but I don't think I really yeah. like got... Like understood MCR until I got into the other songs. Like I came back to Danger Days uh, many years later, so it's like I heard I heard like the big singles and like you know, 2011, which was like Sing and Teenagers Still and like Mm -hmm. Famous Last Words, and then I was like, cool, I'm gonna like go through their catalog in order, pretty much.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's it's it's just an interesting. It's like. I think that there that happens a lot. It happened with me with certain bands where I came into them at an album that everyone else hated or a lot of people hated. And because it was the first one that I discovered, it was special to me. And, and then I went back and I was like, oh, these are like the good ones. Um, and in all, sometimes in reverse order, too, because like my first like I like Slipknot. My first Slipknot album was their first album, which like i guess nobody really likes i guess everyone really loves iowa and i think they're stupid because i was a mess and uh so perspective is everything like Mm. when you entered into a band's fandom can affect how you perceive something too and i i was in high school when black parade came out and hated that whole scene because i was like a contrarian wannabe metal head kid who like those these are the emos like i was the fucking oh that's
3: so funny and okay
1: yeah, and I was like, I'm, "Okay, so when I I used to hang out with my buddy in between classes at like his locker, and then across from us were all the goths, like the Hot Topic goths. <laughs> this is two thousand six, or I think whenever it was like Blackberry TV
3: came out. TV goth, this t- TV version like, of a school. They were
1: like to. wearing trip pants, like um, uh, black and white, like checkered, not checkered, but striped um, arm yeah. warmers, like." the hot topic goths and me over here wearing like a wisconsin dells hoodie that i thought was the shit and like a chain wallet thinking i'm a fucking metalhead kid oh my that god i'm somehow better with with long hair um and so uh but we were like they're the bad fucking whatever and so uh and they remember they had a day where they decorated their locker like welcome to the black parade and i was like this is so fucking corny. <laughs> <and laughs> so i like i like i hated that That's i think so deep weird. down i loved yeah. it you know I, I yeah. deep down I probably loved it. I I I was like mm, I just I'm not supposed to like this, so I didn't. Um, and then later in college, like my ex girlfriend got me into it, and I was like, oh okay. But I remember even when um, Danger Days came out, like she really liked that album, and I I like I, it didn't do anything for me. And we saw them live during that tour, like I said, and I th- yeah they were they just seemed like they were tired. Like it seemed like they were kind of not putting out the same energy, and I, that also kind of dampened my like of that album fair, so there's fair, like contextual yeah. things that you know so anyway that's, that's see fair. look at that we didn't we we patched things wow. up we all have our opinions that's okay yeah that wasn't
2: that <laughs> yeah. wasn't as uh as, catastrophic as i thought it was gonna be
0: yeah so i mean and this is now full circle because dry the first time we talked we talked about fallout boy oh yeah because i talked to you about Mania. Um. And now we talked about MCR, so I feel like it's only fitting that the next interview we do, we have to close the emo <laughs> trinity, and we gotta have some Pank of the Disco hot takes uh, ready. And like, I have some standby. hot you takes. Have a, you have Panic.
4: Oh, oh yeah, I can yeah, actually, f- I can actually take part. In oh these yeah, hot so, takes. I mean, fuck it, <laughs> <laughs> do it.
2: Vices and virtues. Done. Oh, Vices
3: Damn. and virtues. You want to wanna hear? You want to hear something crazy? The people aren't gonna what? like this. People aren't going to like what? this, but let me think about it for a second. Pray for the wicked.
1: Wow.
0: Clam uh. <laughs> all of this, delete this. You know, this I is remember Clem.
1: we almost got into it on Twitter because of this very uh, thing dry. Cause I, I think that they peaked with the first album and it's been downhill ever since. Like that's, my, yeah. that's my, but I don't even think that's, that's a been spicy kind of take. that's
2: been kind of my take. Oh fair. wow, okay.
1: To be
3: quite uh, honest. That that Uh-oh. was my take. This is where the I band breaks like up. <laughs> that was my I remember that was my take when Too Weird came out. I was like, nothing's ever gonna be as good as Fever. And every record that came yeah. out, like just recontextualized the whole discography to the point where I was like, Fever just feels so like small in comparison to everything else.
0: Like it's like not even oh. my go
3: to anymore. Yeah
0: yeah hmm. okay well i don't know there's like there's this one thing that i can't shake off from posts like well posts like solo brendan uri which is like this this is gospel i love it but then the have it like almost immediately let up with emperor's new clothes mm-hmm. doesn't sit right with me because of just tonally what the songs are about being like, listen, you need to let me go. This is destroying the band. This is destroying the band. Oh, you left this as I, like, I love it. I don't know that it. much. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like I like the day I realized I was like, oh shit, like how do you have two lead singles and one's like, please, for the band, for the band. Oh, you're gone? Good. Like like uh, those I videos don't know. are
1: sick. The, the Emperor's uh almost said new group. <laughs> the Emperor's new clothes. <laughs> the Emperor's new groove. <laughs> Emperor's new groove. Girl. Yes. That yeah. video is oh, great yeah. with the makeup. I I, I actually really like oh, that yeah. single. I think that single is awesome.
0: Emperor's new yeah. That song is really. I'm not gonna lie. I don't like that. But Emperor's between the two, I like Emperor's Noob <laughs> Noob groove more.
1: Emperor's new groove. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's just I'm what I thought you were getting. Emperor's new groove. it, seriously. Emperor's new <Noob. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> groove. <Emperor's Noob. laughs> <laughs> um, I think that um, something that irks me about. All of those pop punk bands, those acts, is that like they've gotten poppier and poppier as time has gone on. Which um, I get it, commercial appeal, you know, et cetera, more producers involved, it just gets cleaned up. But but there's something about it that like both Fall Out Boy and um, Panic have done where it's just like I don't I don't hear the like rock in it anymore. And I'm not like a rock purist. I don't give a shit. I love pop music, but in the when with those acts it just starts to feel derivative when it's when like fallout boy for me once they're sampling like a chunk of a theme song from a 60s show and building the whole song around it you lose me because it's like what are you doing like i'm sure you do like i i get (laughs) it you know it's like i i for me that's where and again it might be a contextual thing because i was like 17 when from under the cork tree was hot so it's like they they were that band and now i'm like oh well now you're mtv and your sampling thing like yeah i don't know old old man
0: i have a lot of takes about it because the um my ex was like really into into fallout boy was like in there and was like part of like the online message boards around that time and i'm very much Mm. like folly onwards so to say there was like friction (laughs) putting it lightly i'd be like oh yeah this and
3: they would be like are you serious no oh my god i think for me war war just war (laughs) i think for me one of the things that's like really that i'm really glad happened with philip boy and panic as far as my getting introduced to them is that i went in having like a lot of the discography already there you know so like when i did my sort of deep dive i never thought of them as rock bands as much as I thought of them oh, as sure. just these like weird formless, like experimental pop type things where it's just kind of like, let's write some pop songs, but let's just throw a bunch of different genres at that. So that's what I'm hearing when I hear yeah. like, well, that's why I don't like Corktree, honestly. Cause it's like, it's, it's a, it's a oh, real it's sort of, of, of punk album, I think, or at least there's like a lot of that influence. So it's like, I think it's cool, but I hear stuff from like, infinity on high or i hear fever or i hear vices and virtues and i'm like these are pop songs you know but it's there are strings and guitars and oh yeah you know synths and stuff so it's like i mm-hmm. feel like especially the trajectory panic has been on that I, I followed very closely it seems like their thing has always been like okay we have we have these other albums let's like make a left turn and just try to do something, like, more ambitious. Like, I hear Death of a Bachelor, and it just feels like a natural progression from, like, Fever. Just, like, more ambitious and more, you know, over the top. And that's what I've loved, always loved about, like, all all of these bands in this sort of space, like, emo world, I guess, where all of them mm-hmm. are just really over the top. That's what I, I love them compared to, like, yeah. you know, your standard sort of pop rock or pop punk band. Where I feel yeah. like they're just making good songs, you know. I feel like a lot of these bands are like, how can we be really like outlandish and weird with it?
1: Yeah, and it comes through in your music that that okay. it, it like it all lines up perfectly. You know, I think that again, it's it's the the difference in when you like first discovered them and and like which stage that you were absorbing it all at. I think that that always is going to be a huge factor. Yeah. So like, they were th- at that point they had already like pop was already such a big part of both of their discographies that like it didn't feel foreign to you but for me it, like it was a weird slow thing and i wasn't even a biggest fan of either of them but just s- seeing where they were coming from and fall out boys also from like the next couple towns over from where i oh. uh, grew up um so they were like almost like a local band that made it big and then you see that like you know Oh they're like selling out. They, I don't even really believe in selling out. whatever, yeah. make your bag. But um, you know, it's um yeah, it's just it's just interesting. It's interesting to hear that perspective. Um I also have nothing against rock bands moving more into the pop space. I think you get some, especially now. It, it it's all like it's everything's no interwoven. Yeah. yeah. And and um you look at like hyperpop, you know, and it's like where where does that Star- yeah, like, like I don't know. It's that, just like a you know, there's all these genres. It's all I just I love when stuff just
3: combines different things. That's like that's my whole yeah. thing. Um like for context, my first fall up boy song was I think it was my songs Know What You Did in the Dark and I was like eleven or twelve or something. <laughs>
4: you
3: know? Yeah. So from there I was just like, Oh wow. Thanks for the memories. That's the same band? Crazy.
0: Was <laughs> it? I think it was sugar, but the song that I really got for fallout Boy that was like, "Oh, was Ooh, I don't care." That's that's a good one. Like, and that's the thing. I think like again, like we all we're all like, teeny like angsty teenagers around that time. So like a very catty song like <laughs> I don't care what you think as like it like I don't know when you're like. A nerd in high school, and you're just like, I don't care what you think, as long as it's about me. Like, I don't know, it, it scratches some itch <laughs> yeah. in the back of your head, just like Pete Wentz gets Pete me. Wentz.
1: <laughs> he definitely gets here <laughs> <laughs> I I I really um I really like Dance Dance for the record. That's my I that, like that's actually probably one of my favorite songs um wow, of all time, banger. and um. I had never really done a deep dive on the discography until fairly recently. And I rediscovered Get Busy Living, which I think is like an awesome song, like an awesome, awesome song. And uh, Fame is less than Infamy. whatever you pronounce that? Fame, Infamy, yeah. Those are like, th- it's weird that they weren't singles to me. I don't think either of them yeah. were. Um, sort of you, deep cuts, man, honestly. They're catchy. but. But they, but they're you know, they're on big albums. It's I don't know. It's just um never crossed my path and, and uh I wonder how much music is out there that like yeah. I you know, I disregarded for for years and there's probably something I'd really like. But anyway. I mean
0: besides the very yikes producer, how do you feel about Sam Days? I have no thoughts. It wasn't a very
3: memorable record for me. I don't think about it really. Yeah.
0: Same. I, I haven't it, it. yeah, pretty cool. And I think with that, I think we have made the journey, the trek. We've gotten to the other side. I did not expect that MCR <laughs> conversation. Yeah, we went off. To go. I was like, okay, this will be I like know. 10 minutes tops. And No, nah, no, no,
1: no. You, nah. you knew what you were doing. You threw gasoline no, in the fire.
0: No, I didn't. Oh, like, God. I literally was like, okay, cool. This is going to be like. Both of, all of you have been or listened to the show. You know, I'm like, okay, this is a cool, like, the fun, quick, like, final question. Or like, tie it all up. No. And, like...
1: <laughs> don't get me started on... on no, my... no, 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 no. We're done. I'm, I'm but, saying um, don't get me started on my opinions, because I, I can... No. oof.
0: I mean, that's why I did it at the very end and not in the middle that <laughs> like I originally was planning to. I feel, like, I feel like if it did in the middle, it'd be harder to oh, rally yeah. all of there us There would have been no interview. Oh,
2: no, I don't think that would have happened. Yeah nah
1: yeah
0: but i think with all of that we are Ooh. done thank you so much jariah cole both of you are amazing and i appreciate both of you taking the time gene thank you so much for co-hosting with me and chatting it's been it's so of much course. fun to like do this it's it's weird we work on like create a block but like, yeah. we don't really get to do like conversations like this no all the time so it's really
1: cool. no we don't yeah it's been great yeah, no, I'm I'm happy to jump on. Um for anybody watching, I'll be popping in here and there for music box, but this is mostly this is Malik's show. Um but there are there are some guests that, you know, I might jump in on if I feel <laughs> like I have something to contribute. Um I don't
0: know like Q eventually hey, when the yeah, album yeah. drops, I don't know if like Number I, might, three. I might
1: Is that I gonna might be th- consider. Yeah, it's going to be our third one with uh with you. Although yeah. the second one we were interviewing you so, yeah
0: and a lot's changed I feel like so I feel like we, so much yeah so
1: that would definitely be an interesting one but yeah. I don't wanna
0: we don't need to talk about that now no. thank you so much but yeah much, it was guys. great to
1: chat with Cole and Dariah I love you guys' music Um, like I said it's it's been on loop for for many many months for me so it's awesome to to finally chat and I hope we get to play oh my a show oh god
3: together. I can't wait we're gonna do oh, it yeah, thank you for sick. having us can I, can I drop a little piece of news
4: while
3: we're here oh yeah. <laughs> yes that i can say that our new song is out our brand our brand new spotify <laughs> single is out in the world
2: what yeah. and, um yeah. hopefully <laughs> oh fuck i guess it will be out by that pressure thought. bomb four, four. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pressure bomb four through 12. but
3: um <laughs> that's gotta be april 4th yeah, hopefully thing.
4: The Skywalker <laughs> Saga.
3: Hopefully, if you've started watching this, then um, we've taken
0: our next step toward world domination.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs>
0: that's that's the word. Love that. It all it all starts with wacky inflatable we'll just tubes. Go from there,
2: it does. It's a very important bigger bigger. part of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the tube men. Oh, all sick. of all of the above.
3: Like imagine playing yeah. like MSG, but you've got like a regular sized tube guy.
2: <laughs> Everything gets bigger. No, that'd be so fun. Oh, no. Yes. (laughs) Yes. No, I'm saying you bring it out to, like, in the middle of the pit. Yeah. And you uh, just have uh, it. Oh, that thing's destroyed. Yeah, that that thing's thing's gone. gone. Oh, no, it's going to be gone. I was thinking
3: gigantic B stage, but instead of a stage, it's a huge tube guy. And just, like, floating into the stands, into the upper. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. In the upper sections. Everyone in the 200s can
1: be like, oh, I'm going to touch the. Yeah. I can touch it no they're, t- they're dead <laughs> they're dead I don't think he, there's no Just world where they're not suffocated the <laughs> <Just> suffocated <laughs> under <laughs> When he, he like <laughs> flops over nobody can see it. the survival no, 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 no. yeah. it's a fucking kaiju anime you're going anything, hard yeah, you'll survive. A, that's a nightmare <laughs> that's true poke a hole in it it does
2: one of it's like it does one of it's flop downward things and it <laughs> crushes <laughs> everyone shit <in the> <laughs> <Yeah>. is that <laughs> what
3: hurricanes feel like now
2: that's yes
1: I guess so
4: 100%.
3: <laughs> Anyways.
2: I thought this was going to be
1: a very
4: special <laughs> episode. Happy 420. Happy 420. What? And Jiraiya is sober. <laughs> yeah.
0: Happy 420.